Well, I hope this is a good word for you. I pray that the words that I speak are not for myself, but they're just flowing through from the Holy Spirit and they bless you. They bless you and they bless me that I learn something, you learn something. We get a revelation perhaps, a rima word, something fantastic that can uplift us because the fact is you are a son or daughter of God and that's a fantastic understanding, fantastic truth about who you are and in you. There is Jesus. You have a born-again spirit which has everything that you need. As you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all that you need is added to you. Everything. What's been coming to me recently, over the last 12 months, I've been studying about, yes, money and the tie to the money. It's not so much the money, it's the tie to it and the... Uh, spiritual tie and you know God says in Matthew 6 in verse um, 18 he says don't store up for yourself treasures or money on earth and things like that because it cannot be destroyed and it can be stolen but he says to store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where it won't be destroyed and it, and it can't be stolen uh, for where your treasure is there your heart will be also. In verse 22, he says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Now, I'm reading from the NIV. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. So what does he mean by if your eyes are healthy or unhealthy? What are we seeing? Are we seeing in the worldly way or are we seeing in the spiritual way? God doesn't see the us other than us in Jesus. And that's what connects into God. Jesus said he's the way, the life and the truth. No one comes to the Father except through me. So what he's talking about there, I believe, is that the eye, what we're seeing, not just necessarily physically seeing, but how we're equating that to what's the truth in the spiritual and how we're looking at things in the spiritual and what God says is going to determine the amount of light or darkness in our lives. He says, if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness you know, if then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? I mean, I've been through depression and I found it was like being in the rain. There was just no understanding that it was going to stop. Never thought it would really stop. Thought it was going to keep raining. And for me, it rained for tens of years and it took a long time until Jesus came along and then a long time moving into him and understanding who I truly was who you truly are in Jesus matters it matters so much what you're seeing yourself as what you're seeing the world as what you're seeing the circumstances as he says to keep your mind on the Lord on him on his word 
and you will be kept in perfect peace. That's part of the reason why I do podcasts is because I see the preachers, I see the people that are appearing to walking in, in miraculous uh, provision and, and seem to have that joy and that peace uh, more so than myself. And I want that. I want that to be able to be shared with other people, as I'm sure you do too. It's becoming more and more stable, more consistent. The ups and downs are not like they used to be. So I can testify to the change that it makes when our eyes are on the Lord, our mind is stayed on the Lord. He promises that you will be kept in perfect peace, which is a fantastic promise. He says that the eyes is the lamp of the body. So no one can serve two masters. This is verse 24. He says, no one can serve two masters. And God only speaks about um, really one competing spirit, and that's mammon, that's money, because he knows how important money is to everyone. In Luke, he talks about uh, having faith in God in the area of money is the least use of your faith. So if we can't give to God, if we can't trust God instead of the money, how are we going to really show God that we trust him? Because without doing that or without showing him that we trust him with his money, we will be doubting God. And what does he say about a doubting person or a doubting mind? A double-minded man should expect nothing from the Lord. So I don't want to be one of those. I want to be fully fully usable, fully uh, enjoyable and fully capable to help God help others um, you know, move into heaven. Soon enough you'll be in heaven. Soon enough I'll be in heaven and we'll see each other there. We may not know everyone, uh, but the people that we've, we've helped uh, will know us. That's what I believe. In heaven they will, they will be known to us and they'll, they, will, they will let themselves um, be known to you. And it's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know, because we planted a seed, we said hello with a smile, you know, Jesus loves you, gave them something, helped them, give them some money, whatever it was, uh, it'll come back. It'll be a good thing. And God wants us to help everyone into heaven. He doesn't want anyone in hell. And we can do this. We can actually get someone in to heaven. And it could just be that you're the first person that anyone's ever met that's even mentioned the word Jesus to someone. I went to churches in the state of depression that I was, I was in. And no one asked if I had Jesus in my life or if I was saved. And it wasn't until many, many, many years later that I gave my life to Jesus. No one had really asked me. Or I don't remember anyone asking me. So he says, no one can serve two masters. So either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. And that's money. So how can you not serve it? Well, that's trusting in God. That's trusting in God with everything and our focus being on him and seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and what is the money for, really? 
sure, is to help your family, is to help others. Will he supply all our needs? Yes. He knows what you need. That's what he says. He knows what you need. So regardless of what the circumstances are, we're to focus on God's word and trust his word. Trust him in all our ways. Acknowledging him all the time to guide us. In 1 Timothy 7 it talks about um, talks about that, that we're to trust the Lord with all our hearts. Um, you know, it goes through the Bible in different verses and it may have been Proverbs that I was, I was mentioning then, but, you know, the, the, the scripture that talks about trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on, it, on your own understanding and acknowledge him in all your ways. Well, he promises that he'll, he'll make your way straight. He'll, he'll guide you. He'll guide you. He'll guide you straight. So by asking God, what do I do next? Where do I go? Yeah, do I do a podcast? Do I drive to the prayer house? Do I um, contact that client? Do I say this to my son or daughter? What, what do you want me to do, God? By acknowledging him and asking him for his guidance, we're humbling ourselves. And when things go fantastically well and people ask you, wow, you're lucky, aren't you? This is fantastic. You've got a great family or... You're able to keep in joy when all this stuff's going on. That's amazing, isn't it? You must be doing, you know, some different things. We can say, well, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus because I didn't make these decisions. I handed them over to him. So all glory then goes to God. And we can't get into a proud mind because God resists the proud. And if we're not proud, then we're humble. And what happens when you're humble? Well, 1 Peter 5, 7 says that if you um, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God by casting all your cares to him, you'll be exalted in the due time. That's a great thing. So can you make all the changes happen? No, you can't. You can try as much as you can and you can do some things. But ultimately... We're not really in control of everything. But when we hand it over to God, it changes and it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. And we'll see wonderful things. We'll feel wonderfully. We'll, we'll not be uh, relying on our own, own strengths. we rely on Jesus. I hope this word has blessed you and that you have a great day. I pray that your, your day is wonderful. It's um, uplifting and it's a joy that comes in your heart. Bless you.